Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for Monday afternoon, July 20th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. We start with some takeaways from what has been released of SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey's interview with HBO's Real Sports, which will fully release tomorrow night. On the topic of whether student athletes have been put in harm's way by them flying back to campus, Sankey points out that that is incorrect to characterize the situation as such, saying, quote, some of our student athletes will drive, others will make their own arrangements. You're asking a question in comparison. So in comparison to what? To have them work out at home gyms or home gyms that may have been their own hotspots without oversight of sports medicine specialists without strength and conditioning coaches. And that reality informed what I still believed was the right decision. Next thing he explains that Tennessee confirmed they're no longer requiring student athletes to sign a COVID-19 waiver. And finally, from Real Sports, UCLA football student athlete John Gaines comments on the rationale behind getting the season started, quote, We know what the motive is. Players have to play to generate revenue for schools. It will be something where hopefully nobody has to die for things to happen. Sports Business Journal's Michael Smith gets opinions from around the nation on if, when, and how fall sports, particularly football, will be played. Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill says he remains optimistic about a 12-game season, but acknowledges that, quote, we're facing some headwinds right now that might lead us to playing fewer than 12 games or going conference only, but we've got a little more time before we have to make that decision. On the other end of the spectrum, one conference USA AD favors shutting the 2020 season down entirely, saying, quote, what's different now versus March 12th when we shut it all down? We need one league to pass on the fall, we need one league to take that stance. Meanwhile, an American Athletic Conference AD posits, quote, at some point we're going to realize that this isn't going to work and we'll go to eight games and then settle on trying to get in six games. That's going to make for a very interesting college football playoff selection show because we'll have 22 unbeaten teams. TV ratings will be great. Old Dominion AD Wood Selig admits that, quote, if it was a good idea in March to cease competition, I can't help but think it would be a smart idea to maintain that philosophy this fall. Adding, in all honesty, until there's a vaccine, I think we're just kidding ourselves into thinking that it's going to be safe to hold athletic events and that we're going to be okay. Selig continues, quote, if there's no vaccine in January and we're still facing what we are today, is the spring really the answer or do we just keep kicking the can down the road like we have been? ODU is estimated to see a $7-8 million year-over-year decline in revenue, which becomes much steeper without fall sports. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo neither ruled out nor confirmed the Cougars will take on Alabama to open the football season. Holmo also indicated that the rest of the schedule is in flux, noting that a full 12-game schedule probably won't happen. He calls the matchup with Notre Dame a maybe as the Irish await ACC decisions and maintains that playing solely against other independent schools remains a possibility. Another possibility, he acknowledges, could be entering a one-year scheduling agreement with a conference such as the Mountain West. College Football Playoff Executive Director Bill Hancock addresses some potential scenarios for the upcoming season, including what happens if the extra data point of a conference championship game is taken away. To that point, Hancock explains simply that the conference says to the committee, here's our champion. As of now, there is no plan for cities or bowls to be cut out of the CFP rotation this year given the complexity of the situation. Asked how the committee would evaluate a team that played only six games versus a team that was able to play nine, Hancock maintains that members could discern, saying, quote, that's why we have a committee. If this were simply a data-driven system, I'd have my doubts. If there wasn't a human committee, I wouldn't be as confident as I am. Cleveland State President Harlan Sands has appointed five task forces to, quote, reimagine the CSU of today and make recommendations that will put us on a path to the CSU we will be tomorrow. Vikings Athletic Director Scott Garrett will lead the athletics review with the assistance of former Missouri Athletic Director Mike Alden. In return to campus and competition updates, Texas tells its season ticket holders it is preparing for an opening day kickoff against USF at 50% capacity. The Athletics Nicole Auerbach reports that all Rutgers athletic venues will operate in accordance with the executive orders issued by the governor, limiting outdoor gatherings to 500 people or fewer. 
South Alabama Athletic Director Joel Urban says Hancock-Whitney Stadium would be at around 25% capacity if the Jaguars were scheduled to play today, but he has much depends on whether the governor's safer at home order is extended past July 31st. Louisville has suspended swimming workouts following three positive COVID-19 tests. All of the 103 tests given to Notre Dame football student-athletes came back negative last week. Overall, Notre Dame has administered 356 tests to football student-athletes and staff, and only two have come back positive. 100 Oklahoma student-athletes and staffers were tested on July 17th, with one test coming back positive. West Virginia's Shane Lyons says the last batch of COVID-19 positive tests, 19 out of 28 on the football team, did not trace back to workouts, but from social activities outside of football. Iowa conducted 70 COVID-19 tests last week, with one coming back positive. Since testing began on May 29th, Iowa has had 26 positive tests and 487 negatives. 13 of the 247 North Dakota State student-athletes have tested positive for COVID-19. One has reportedly recovered, while the other 12 are doing well, but have not returned to workouts. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Monday afternoon, July 20th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you next time.